0: We usually like taking credit for our kids until they do something bad.
1: It's you
2: should take after.
1: You want to get ahead, put your faith and your trust in me. Humble yourself, acknowledge me, and I will assume the responsibility for your success. That's what God says.
0: Welcome to Anchor Points, a program produced by Frederick Seventh Day Adventist Church of Frederick, Maryland. Here, we hope you'll find answers to some of life's everyday struggles. You can learn more at fredericksdachurch.org. It's easy to take credit for our own success, but today, Robert Quintana wants to help you realize where the credit is really due, that it all really belongs to God. Listen in as he shares the second and last part in his series The Meek and the Beautiful.
1: Last time we were together, we talked about Uzziah. Do you remember Isaiah there in Second uh, Chronicles chapter 26, uh, when he started off as a young king in his teenage years? Um, the Bible says that he did everything right in the eyes of God. And as a result, God blessed him tremendously over and over and over. And the kingdom under him grew. Well, something happened to Isaiah that somewhere in his journey he went from thanking God and crediting God for everything around him to thinking that he was responsible, that he was the reason why all of this was happening to him. He got so arrogant, you might remember, um, as we read the story last week, you might remember that he was so arrogant, he was so full of himself that he thought he can go into the temple and carry out the priestly duties. And so he goes into the temple thinking, I can do this. I mean, after all, I'm the king. I'm Uzziah. and And he's in the temple about ready to perform some of the priestly duties. When the high priest comes in, and he says, whoa, 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 wait a second. Time out. You can't do that. That's not your responsibility. That, that's not what God has given you authority over. You're not allowed to be here. You, you need to head out. Unfortunately, instead of humbling himself and realizing, you know, this isn't what God has called me to do. Instead of humbling himself, he, he stuck to his guns. And he refused and, and he went back and forth with the high priest for a little while. And God said that's it and struck Uzziah with leprosy right on the spot. And the Bible says that to the day he died he had leprosy. He ran out of the sanctuary with leprosy and certainly God humbled him on that spot. We learned that pride leads to shame, leads to destruction. And leads to a life of deception. When you look at the life of Isaiah, you see those three things taking place right before your very eyes. Shame, destruction, a life of deception. Today, we're going to look at yet another character that unfortunately was filled with pride and arrogance. And and you're going to see these same three things popping up again. Shame, pride, and a life of deception. I'd like for you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 4. We're going to look at Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar had a pattern of pride. He had this arrogance about him. Daniel chapter 4. As I mentioned earlier, I'm reading from the New King James Version. Daniel chapter 4. The heading might say something like Nebuchadnezzar's second dream. Do you remember Nebuchadnezzar's first dream? Do you remember the first dream about the, the statue? Remember? And, and remember, he went before the magicians, the, the sorcerers, the Chaldeans, and he says to them, I want you to interpret this dream that I had. Do you remember this story? Many of us have read it many times, but, but let me just in summary kind of leading up to what we're about to read in chapter four. So he goes and he says, I've had this dream and I need you to interpret it for me. And so the magicians, the, The soothsayers, they say to Nebuchadnezzar, well, that's easy. Just tell us what the dream is and we'll give you the interpretation. No problem. Nebuchadnezzar says, no, 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 wait a second. Not this time. This time, not only do I want you to give me the interpretation of the dream, but I also want you to tell me what the dream was. wait a second king no one's ever asked that of us and in the history of mankind no king has ever asked that of anyone just tell us the dream and we'll make something up and give you the interpretation of that dream king nebuchadnezzar says "Uh uh-uh not this time this is important to me I need to make sure the interpretation of this dream. So you not only give me the interpretation, but you tell me what the dream is. Well, of course, they could not. They could not give him the dream and the interpretation. And Nebuchadnezzar was furious. So he passes this decree that we're going to kill all the soothsayers, all the magicians, all the the Chaldeans, all of those that claim that they can do this kind of stuff. We're going to put you to death. So Daniel gets word. And Daniel's like, well, wait a second. Let let me go before the king. And so you know the story. Daniel's then able to tell him the dream. And do you remember the dream of the statue with the gold head and, and the silver chest and, um, the, the, the arms made of silver. And then you had the belly and the waist made out of bronze. Do you remember this? And then the, the legs were made out of, out of iron. And then the feet were a mixture of iron and clay. And so Daniel says, this was your dream. Now let me give you the interpretation of this dream. And then he says to them, you, King Nebuchadnezzar are the head, the head of gold. And Nebuchadnezzar's just eating this up. I mean, he is just lapping it up. He really likes this, right? Yeah, that's right. I am that head of gold. And then Daniel says, but the silver, the bronze, the iron, the iron mixed with clay represent kingdoms that will come after you that will overthrow you. Well, he did not like that at all. I mean, he was impressed that Daniel was able to tell him the dream and interpret the dream. As a result, Daniel got placed at the head of all of these, of all of these uh, magicians and soothsayers and, and Chaldeans. And, and Daniel became the head of all of that. But, but that did not sit well with King Nebuchadnezzar. And so what does he do? He builds a gold statue, right? Right? Representing, listen, my kingdom is not coming to an end. My kingdom will be a kingdom that will last forever. And so he builds this statue of gold which leads then to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Do you guys know the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? That everyone needs to bow down before the statue, but they refused. Do you remember this? That's what led to the statue, the gold statue, and then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And of course, God shows himself strong on behalf of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because they put God first and not man. But now here we are at a second dream. This time, he doesn't say to them, listen, tell me the dream and its interpretation. This time, he just says to them, give me the interpretation of the dream. And so he goes on to tell them that I had this dream of this big, wonderful, beautiful-looking tree. I mean, it is an amazing tree with awesome branches and vibrant leaves. And and it's just this beautiful, beautiful, big tree but then he says I saw a holy one come out of heaven and declare tear down that tree destroy the branches destroy the leaves and all I want you to leave is a stump well he wakes up from this dream perplexed confused disturbed and he wants to know what the interpretation is and so he calls Again, the soothsayers, the the magician, the Chaldeans, he calls them forward and they're unable to give him an interpretation. And that is when Daniel steps in once again. And so Daniel says to him, listen, King Nebuchadnezzar, this big tree represents you. You are great. You are mighty. God has done amazing things for you, but there is going to come a time when you will be humbled. He takes that message, thinks, oh, okay, all right. But it doesn't sit well with him. He, he doesn't like the sound of being humbled. And so this is what happens, and this is where we now pick up the story here in Daniel chapter 4, verse Uh, 28. It says here, Daniel chapter 4 verse 28, all this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of the 12 months, he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. Now you need to understand that Babylon back in the day was a pretty awesome kingdom. I mean, it was a pretty spectacular city. I mean, it had some of the, what we now know as the seven wonders. You might remember the, the hanging gardens of Babylon. I mean, Babylon was a, a, quite a place to reckon with. It was beautiful. It says here in verse 29 that at the end of the 12 months, he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. Verse 30, take a load of this. The king spoke saying, is not this great Babylon that I have built for the royal dwelling by my mighty power for the honor of my majesty was this guy just not full of himself or what I mean when you read this verse you uh, my natural response was you got to be kidding me come on Do you really think that much of yourself? I mean, really? Are you that crazy? Are you that insane? I mean, let's read it again. The king spoke saying, is not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? Have you ever been around someone like that? It's not pleasant. Can you imagine working for King Nebuchadnezzar? You know people like this that are always trying to one-up you. You know, people that are always like, "Well, well, well, my car is faster or my house is bigger or my vacation was better or my bank accounts are bigger. Have you ever hung around people like this? They're just not fun, arrogant, people that are full of pride, that they just think of themselves as, you know, God's gift to to women or God's gift to to the church or God's gift to to work or God's gift. And you're like, come on already, cut it out. Imagine working for, for King Nebuchadnezzar, so arrogant, so pride, so full of himself. But that was King Nebuchadnezzar full of pride, full of arrogance. Take on the other hand, someone like Daniel. Daniel chapter 2, verse 27. You remember the first dream that King Nebuchadnezzar had? And remember I told you that he called Daniel before his presence? Okay, Daniel 2, verse 27. Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, the secret... Which the king has demanded, the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers cannot declare to the king. Notice what Daniel just did. He discredits everyone around him because he is setting the stage to give the credit to God. And, and by the way, the lesson for us here is that maybe we need to take a look at our own lives and we need to determine the things in our lives that we think are giving us success or things that we think, you know, are, are bringing us the blessing. What's bringing me success here? Is it all of these things around me or is it you? That's the lesson for us. Because Daniel here is setting the stage, he's trying to get King Nebuchadnezzar to understand, listen, it's not your intellect, it's not your education, it's not how many degrees you have, it's not how big your bank account is. And he says in verse 28, but there is a God in heaven. He doesn't say, listen, I have the ability, which he could have. He had already been given the dream and the interpretation of the dream. So he could have gone before Nebuchadnezzar and said, you know what? God has given me the ability and the understanding. And and God is, is now giving me this to help me get ahead. But he doesn't do that, does he? What's it say here in verse 28? But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. Your dream and the visions of your head upon your bed were these. So where does Daniel give the credit? He gives the credit to God. I want you to listen to the words. Even though this song is about Moses, I believe it applies to all of us who long to have God working in us and through us instead of it being ourselves.
2: I'd like to look in the mirror without hiding my eyes. I'd like to see what you see, why you think I'm qualified to speak. and the stage and the strength to deliver its people Cause I'm tongue-tied Weak and the knees must be something You want to see if there's anything
1: This is what I want us to start incorporating into our lives, that it must be you, that if I have a house and a place to stay, it must be you. If if I have a car to drive, it must be you. If I have talents, it it must be you. If I have financial resources to to help, it must be you. If I have an education or, or an intellect, God, it must be you. If I have a family and children, it must be you. If I have work, it must be you. See, what I'm discovering for myself as I've been studying this is that the opposite of pride is faith. You can have pride, which really is faith in yourself, or you can have faith in God. And so as we leave here today, the, the, the one phrase that I want to stick is it must be you it must be you it's not me it's you working in me and through me cuz it's not me it's him working in me and through me and so we need to start thinking along those lines That anything good I do, anything good that I can accomplish, anything anything good that God has given me, it's because of him. I'm putting my faith, my trust in him and not in myself and not in the men around me and not in my bank accounts and not, no, in him. The conclusion of the matter, there in Daniel, as Daniel was telling Nebuchadnezzar the dream And the interpretation of it. The the conclusion of the whole matter, which is what Daniel, I believe, God was trying to get across to King Nebuchadnezzar, is this. Daniel chapter 4, verse 25. The conclusion of the matter here, as he's wrapping up the interpretation of the dream. He says to King Nebuchadnezzar this. Verse 25, they shall drive you from men. Your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the fields, and they shall make you eat grass like oxen. They shall wet you with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over you, listen to this, till you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. Did you catch that? The, the interpretation of the conclusion of the whole matter. King Nebuchadnezzar, this is why you had this dream. Because you need to understand that God is in control. God is the ruler of the kingdom of men. Not you. God's only using you. Fortunately, King Nebuchadnezzar got it. So many times these stories in the Bible, you know, might not end as we would like. But fortunately, this time it did. Because after the seven years of living like a crazy man out in the field eating grass, Nebuchadnezzar came to his senses in verse 34. It says, and at the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven and my understanding returned to me. Do you remember one of the things That pride leads to shame, destruction, and a life of deception, right? After he had been humbled, he now says, my understanding came to me. I no longer live in deception. And this is what he now recognizes. And I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever for his dominion is an everlasting dominion. And his kingdom is from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can restrain his hand or say to him, what have you done? done. King Nebuchadnezzar finally got it. He was humbled and he realized that everything that I have is because of God. It must be you. And so as you go through your week, as you go through your day, think about that. Wherever you are, in whatever context you might be, When you feel that joy swelling up because because you're spending time with your kids or because you're going to work or whenever whenever you sense that God is, is using you, instead of turning it to self and pride and saying, wow, look at what I've accomplished, turn it around and say, it must be you. It must be you. Give credit where credit is due and put your faith in God because you will see as we saw here with these three characters, that the end result is always success.
0: Anchor Points with Robert Quintana is a ministry of the Frederick Seventh-day Adventist Church of Frederick, Maryland. If you enjoyed this message, feel free to share it with a friend. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or at fredericksdachurch.org. Next week, we honor moms. Not just because it's a day on the calendar, but because the Bible tells us to honor our moms each and every day. We hope you can listen in as Robert Quintana shares a special Mother's Day message and begins his series, Long Upon the Land. Also, if you're wanting to learn more about how to begin a life change or just wanting more answers, we'd love to talk with you. Feel free to visit us online and check out some of our resources at fredericksdachurch.org. We're located right between I-70 and Route 15 on Jefferson Pike. Our main service takes place Saturdays at 11 a.m., and we'd love for you to join us sometime. Remember, God loves you and wants you to live out His purpose.